I am avenging my horrific accident of being stepped on by an elephant, so I'm sending assassins to murder two innocent kids who don't know anything in California. And don't call me Shirley. We're talking surf ninjas on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kid Flicks, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Weisman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and plot to kill some children. Uh, my guest today, uh, he's an improviser. Uh, you might have seen him with his new uh, improv project, Smoke Break. It's Nick Elmer. Hey! 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 How that's are... how you say hi in podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> hey! Uh, a, a, a happy Saturday to you, uh, in the middle of an insane, unending heat wave. I, I you started insane, unending, and I was not sure what you were going to end that with. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot going on right now. Uh, twenty twenty. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> How how has your uh, quarantine been? I mean, it's been months at this point, but like, have you pretty much gotten into a rhythm with everything? Yeah, I think so. We we have a kid, so you kind of have to. Uh, the kid kind of doesn't let you sleep in and doesn't let you stay up late. So uh, that's really responsible of her. <laughs> yeah, she's she's keeping us on task. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's you know still working, still still doing what we can, going on walks uh when we can uh i've gotten into the new hobby of a uh, gundam model building which i never expected i would but that uh gun is that a star wars Ooh, <laughs> is that a star wars you said gu- oh i'm thinking of gungan which is jar jar binks's uh i would <laughs> yeah yeah i would love if there was a, a hobby of just building models of jar jar binks and i could be involved in that that uh that community. There I is somewhere. That. I'll find it. So what is this that you're doing? <laughs> this is a Japanese, uh, 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 a genre of anime. Uh, they sell a little, uh, model kits where you can build the robots. And oh. they're kind of just like one step more complicated than Lego, which is kind of what I need right now. Uh, it's just kind of like a fun thing to do. Turn and my brain is, off. is it one of the things where you disassemble it and do other stuff? Or is it like you glue it and display? <laughs> It's one and done, and then yeah, I'm gonna show it to you on the camera. It's one and done, and then you oh. got it forever. You got it forever. I like it. It kind of yeah. It, I can see like the Japanese influence on it. It kind of looks like a Kabuki theater character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, I uh, yeah. That's great. My I'm trying to think of hobby. Like okay, so my my terrible hobby over the past week and a half, I've accidentally gotten super into TikTok. And it's <laughs> like last night I was sitting on my couch for legit an hour scrolling through and I, I it's it's not good, but it's just one of those yeah. things where like it's hard to have any motivation right now and like just sitting and watching people like the the algorithm now shows me primarily uh, Starbucks baristas telling horror stories <laughs> and it's wonderful. It's exactly what I need. I didn't realize yeah. that. I someday someone's gonna write a think piece about why during quarantine TikTok TikTok got super successful, but Quibi. Thank you. I someday I was about to finish that, that sentence for you. Uh, R I R I Q to Quibi probably. It'd be I'm. It's. Rest in uh, Quibi. Uh, but I mean, before then, I'm still annoyed that Katzenberg hasn't called Kidflix to do uh, a ten minute show for them. 
he needs content. He's throwing money around. Why not? Yeah, I'll take some of that billion dollars. Jesus Christ. But speaking of content, <laughs> um, so we're talking about the... I don't know if I would call this hit movie, uh, but just the movie uh, <laughs> Surf Ninja. So I just looked it up. Definitely not a hit movie. It made less than $5 million at the box office. Mm-hmm. Made, it, uh, made it back in uh, uh, DVD sales? I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, it was only released on DVD in 2002, so <laughs> it's possible. Um, so tell me a little bit about why you chose this movie to talk about today why i there's a lot here and a lot like i didn't realize was here until i started watching it uh first off like one of my like an early memory of my dad is him breaking the law to make a copy of this onto tape wow he got uh he somehow got access to two vcrs and was able to copy uh vcrs we got from uh, the rental place Mm -hmm. and the the two he decided to make a copy of was surf ninjas and the Super Mario Brothers movie, he got them both on one tape, and that's he stopped it like he was done. Double like, I did it. <laughs> yeah, it was a, like that's a good afternoon of movies. Uh, so like that's an early memory. I I just I I have a lot of like memories like watching this movie with friends like at sleepovers or just like jumping around like super hyperactive in a basement, yep. uh, doing high kicks, um, lots of high kicks, uh, which. Like, <laughs> Watching this movie, I wasn't. They're they're doing like karate high kicks. I was doing like Broadway, like uh, like on stage high kicks. So that was a little different. But um, uh, that yeah, brings it, up such a specific feeling in my head of like the sleepover with your friends, where it's just like uh, an un, a semi finished basement that just has like really <laughs> smelly carpet. But it's like it's ice cold down there. There's like yeah. two old pizza boxes in the corner. Yeah, and you can just like just wrestle and just legit hurt each other but like yeah there are no parents yeah someone's gonna cry tonight but we're not there yet so let's let's see how this ends i so so this was like a regular rotation movie for you like this was a go-to for you yes absolutely i i like i forget the actor's name but uh the main character who plays uh is it johnny is that johnny Johnny? played by ernie ray's jr ernie like he is like He's in this movie and he's in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, which are the like the two best movies of my childhood. Uh, both karate focused movies, both uh, movies that are like silly and fun. Um, I, I, I just, I, I don't, I, I can't really put a finger on it, but yeah, I, I even like at this point, like in my childhood, Beach Boys was my favorite band. The Beach Boys, I love the Beach Boys. And there's this like Barbara Ann plays twice in this movie, so like, yeah. I loved oh, it. oh my God, that was I had like uh, I had forgotten that that weird thing happened at the beginning of the movie where they sang Barbara Ann to a foreign dignitary that came to their local <laughs> high school. Um, you know, normal sentence in this movie, and then the the end of the movie, it's like they turn to the camera and they're like ba ba ba, and <laughs> I the credits start. It's it's a great credits. It's also, they, I didn't know that there were multiple, I didn't know that there were verses to Barbara Ann. <laughs> and like, I I couldn't help but watch them and think like the day of shooting where they're just l- like lip syncing along to the click track for Barbara Ann and just like, 
I couldn't, I can't figure for the life of me if everybody is like, yep, this is a great movie that we did. <laughs> or if they're like, oh shit, we're too deep in now. I. Uh- yeah, I get the feeling that these scenes were shot last. Uh, you look in the background and you see a lot of uh, very tired, bored-looking uh, extras uh, pretending to play guitar. And, uh, so it's just interesting sitting at a drum set. The, it's interesting that you say that. Uh, so they actually shot this movie backwards. So they filmed the parts where they're in Thailand or near Thailand, uh, back where Johnny's destiny is. They filmed that first. And then filmed all the expository stuff in California last. Maybe, yeah. That's not what I expect. So when when they're singing Barbara Ann, they're like, oh no, we have half of the movie to go. That's the first scene. That's like first shot. Like, let's let's knock this out. We've only rented this drum set for one afternoon. We got to get it done. And that's a wrap on the girl that is forced to be his wife. (laughs) Uh, I believe her name is Rome, I think, is the character. I I don't know. I'm I'm trying to guess based off of uh, Wikipedia. Oh, but she's actually had an illustrious career. Good for her. Yeah, she's good in this. Like, like, as bad as this movie is, and I'm not, I'm saying bad in like the broad context of fun things that are bad. uh, Sure. There's a lot of good performances in this. Yeah, I, I'll, I, I, I'll say, I'll say I despised, uh, as the movie went on, I got more and more annoyed with Rob Schneider. But like, Rob Schneider's the worst. But like, he's doing fine. Like, I think at the beginning, I was like, oh, okay. Like, he's bringing a little bit of energy. And then as it goes on, I'm like, oh, they just like asked him to ad lib a lot because they realized how off this movie is. Yeah. And I... They keep adding things to his character. They keep giving him new and new character traits. Uh, yeah, I mean, it starts off very normal that he cooks all the time, that he's a, a liar. Um, mm-hmm. And then he also does disguises. Then he also is just dumb. And yeah. then it's also he's never surfed before and he, yeah. he po- throws it off. There's there's a lot. Am I missing other? Then characters? he thinks he, then he thinks he has powers where he can uh, control oh, yeah. reality by saying "what if." Then he thinks he is actually the king with the destiny, and then everyone else is like playing this long con. He's also uh, playfully racist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then uh, he has red hair, which they reveal like twenty minutes in the movie. Which that's is right. I I was just like, wait, hold on. I did because uh, this was a this is a classic phone movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, okay, nothing's happening. Let me look at my phone. Okay, he, uh, the little brother controls the older brother with a video game. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that that really solid. So the two things that solidify this as a movie from 1993 is first of all, surf culture and like mm-hmm. that just infiltrating everywhere, um, and also just like shit, really bad quality video games that they're like, this is the best. Yeah a giant game gear that will give you maybe 20 minutes of a uh, battery life. Yep. Uh, he has to be uh, conservative with that, the whole movie. Oh yeah. And the video game did come out. Like they made a video game that came out, I believe uh, I'm looking, they came out with uh, the Sega game gear uh, and it was released on the Omega 1200 computer. So, <laughs> the game? Yes. 
Um, and also the so, and also the Amiga uh, CD32, of course. Oh sure. How, like, let's go back into childhood. Do you remember your first Amiga? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, let's system? see. Her name was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I never really was a, a video game person though. Like I um my we had like a really old like desktop computer. Mm-hmm. And I remember playing the Arthur video game, and that that was kind of my experience. It was like you can go around uh, his neighborhood, and like there was a mini game at the Sugar Bowl. There was a video, a mini game where it's like I don't know, Mr. Ratburn is like making you do homework. I don't know, <laughs> but like that was the extent of my gaming prowess. Okay, do you think it would have been improved with a uh, surf culture or uh, ninjas? Yes. Uh, actually, I was thinking about that during this, that, like, I've never surfed, and I don't think I would be good at it, because I, I'm not a great balancer, like, I still don't know how to ride a bike, so, like, I don't think I should, like, be thrust into surf culture. Yeah, well, this movie makes it seem like anyone can do it. Well, yeah, Rob Schneider can. Yeah, a whole village of, uh, people is able to do it, uh, surfing through a dangerous reef. Uh, yep. Right before a uh, military uh, uh, mission. Should we get uh, boats? Nah. <laughs> we have a bunch yeah. of surfboards. We Yeah, we've got a bunch of people who are great at uh, carpentry. <laughs> Let's make surfboards. It's a bunch of, it's a bunch of Jesuses. Um, just... Wait, also real quick, with, with, Rick, uh, with Rob Schneider, he was 30 years old when he made this. And he loved like, it. And in the middle of his tenure on SNL, this wasn't a thing where it's like, Oh, like this was coincidentally right before he got on SNL or something like that. Like that, there's yeah. that uh, Adam Sandler movie going overboard where it was just like coincidentally he got SNL and they were like, oh, now we can release this piece of shit. Like, uh, yeah, I, re- I remember watching this as a kid thinking, oh, he's not in high school with them. He's just an old guy who hangs out with them. Like, even as a kid, I didn't, it didn't, I didn't I, buy it. The first like two scenes where he's wearing like very baggy clothes, I'm like, maybe. And he's, he's wearing the debt. Should we go through the plot or should we just get yeah, yeah, scattershotting so, uh, so he's, he's like the, he's the kid that's always in the house. Like he's their Urkel, except not smart. And mm-hmm. yeah, the, one of the first things that we see him do is uh, a fake out where it seems like he's gonna stab somebody and he's just cutting chives. Uh, and then he's wearing his friend's adoptive dad's boxer briefs. As shorts. Yes, and he only Which, freaked out. He was like, "These, these are yours." Yeah, it like that. That made me think. Like, is that was that something that happened in, during that time? Did people wear short, like boxer shorts, as shorts back then? Because so, I have an embarrassing memory of my mom making me do that, but I didn't know if that was she made that was you. Shared. She made me. Uh, I didn't know if that was a shared experience. <laughs> so I, I don't think I ever did that, but I, I remember, like having like baggy pairs of boxers and they like had designs on it so it's like if you're sitting uh, hanging out at home all day then it's like oh they're basically like pajama pants but shorts and uh i remember my brother had a a large collection of joe boxer boxers um yeah very cool (laughs) uh but so your your mom was just like i mean they're good enough as shorts just wear them out uh, all right. I didn't expect you to take my mom's side, Ross. Let's move on. <laughs> Were they at least cool designs? They're plaid. No, they weren't. No. Oh, 
at least they weren't like in movies where it's like uh polka dot uh with like <laughs> red lips on it and it's like yeah. oh no yeah oh, look at the embarrassing underwear the the main bad guy's wearing yeah what a what an idiot um so yeah then nothing ha- so then, <laughs> then nothing um, happens <laughs> then we get to school and uh johnny forgot oh. that he's introducing the thai dignitary but before that how did they get to school oh um they motor surf which is motor surf when you uh your friend drives the car a little bit and uh you have a convertible or like a jeep and the people on either side have oars and they <laughs> pretend to row it uh and then cops pulled over a different set of teens that were also motor surfing so everyone's doing it it's it's very popular god california is a scary place just for yeah, that I lo- reason i love that scene of the cop just being like just one time i wish i was wrong pulling an oar out of a car <laughs> who taught you how to use this <laughs> find them uh, step so that- closer and then they get to school and uh, Johnny has to give a, has to introduce the foreign dignitary. And so he decides to pull a prank and sing Barbara Ann. Mm-hmm. And then his younger brother, Adam, is stupid and doesn't know where Spain is on a map. So he goes into this like really like, he goes into like a thought experiment of like, some people say that Spain is in the United States. Yeah. Some people say it's in South America. And they, is- keep, <laughs> they keep going to this close up of this one kid laughing and he's not like guffawing. He's just going, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and it's like, who is this kid? We never see him again for the rest of the movie. Yeah, I wonder if he was like, at some point, going to be a bigger part of the little kid's story. That one like mean kid in his class, and they just cut yeah, it he, out. He got replaced by Rob Schneider. <laughs> uh, this is the first of uh, two times where something happening on a map made me uh, angry. Uh, we'll get to the second time later. Uh, but I also, have, this is. I have no. Are you idea trying to think of other map moments in this yeah. movie? Are there are other map moments. There, we'll get to it. We'll get Tweet to it. Tweet at us your favorite movie <laughs> map moment. Uh, but also, like during this time, uh, ninjas keep trying to kill them. Yes. Um, and they're like weird, and so they call the cops, and the cops. I mean, it's the classic kids movie thing of like. So you're telling me this happened? Oh, and also the main cop is. Uh, rapper tone lock mm-hmm. so uh unfortunately no funky cold medinas come up during this movie uh but he i will say uh uh tone lock has the one line in this movie that made me chuckle uh which is he so oh uh this is skipping ahead a lot but so yeah. uh the our our heroes um uh handcuff uh this cop and just kind of like knock him unconscious or no uh somebody gives him a sleeper pinch and he falls unconscious yeah yeah and it they, makes like uh, a sound like they crack like he they broke his neck and he like, just falls yeah and he does that cartoonist thing where he goes night night and he falls over <laughs> and so they they give it put handcuffs on him and they they can't find the key and so later he wakes up and he walks out without the handcuffs and they're like what you don't have your handcuffs and he's like yeah i swallowed the key uh and like how'd you on know tuesdays. yeah i always i i always swallow my handcuff key on tuesdays yeah and like that's like he gets he gets the best lines in this movie because they're like a little bit like winky but also just like they're an actual joke yeah i i would say johnny's got a lot of lines that makes me laugh too but i think that might just be delivery I, give I, me one 
<laughs> Anytime he's told he has to give a speech and then kind of looks to the camera and says, I've got nothing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that made fair. me laugh. I, I like the, when you're introduced to him and he's kind of like conning his dad to let him do what he wants. He's like, dad, I love you. And the dad just goes, I love you too. Ah, like, I yeah, that was a fun this. moment. Yeah, I, I guess I, I just like, he's not charismatic enough as like oh, a kid. I disagree. I think, I think he was a charming rapscallion. Well, cause he's like, you almost get the vibe from that first scene that he's kind of like a Ferris Bueller type where everybody's like, Oh, here comes Johnny. He's always got a scheme. And like mm-hmm. no one gives a shit. Everybody hates these kids. That's not true. He's oh, I get this vibe that <laughs> no one likes him because they're just like more like instead of like the the movie troublemaker of like oh my god, what's he gonna do now? He's like okay, he's doing that now. They let him give the class speech to the visiting uh, dignitary. Like they let him do that. They were like, well, let's give it to Johnny, even though Johnny's never followed through on anything. <laughs> like, maybe I just, I like that time. kid. I want to give him a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, this was a class that, that scene reminded me of. Uh, it's the late eighties, early nineties. So there's a scene where an adult tries to relate to the kid by talking like <laughs> language uh, yeah. or like a really weird jive. And it just does not work at all. He's like, I know that you think, this is this is not tight or hip, but uh, maybe you can get this done, or you'll be suspended. I or <laughs> it's just like okay, fine. Uh, yeah, like this again. This movie is just uh, a snapshot of uh, what the world was presented to me as a child, where all parents are stupid. Uh, Anyone trying hard enough can be good at karate, like regardless of like any like talent or uh, training. Like if you wanted to be good at karate, you, you could be good at karate, and you could. Did you take karate ninjas. classes as a kid? I took maybe two months of karate classes, uh, and then I failed the first test to oh. get my first stripe on my white belt, and I was like, no, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna show up again after failing the <laughs> test. I'm not going to chop pay a you for It's definitely not happening. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like so much of media for kids back then was like, you could, you could fight ninjas. You could. They have swords, but you know, they're, you know, throw a fish in their face and they'll, they'll go, uh, fall over. Yeah, I kind of missed the ninja crate. Like, so I, w- I was born in the, in the uh, mid, to, mid to late 90s. And so like, there was there were still things i know i'm sorry uh there are things like like power rangers and teenage mutant ninja turtles were still popular but like i guess as a kid i just didn't get it at all like i remember renting the original teenage mutant ninja turtles movie because my friend was coming over and i wanted him to think that i was like a cool dude so we put that on and we were both bored so then we watched the wild thornberries movie instead uh yeah i don't know how to react to that yeah. Um, Did you like Wild Thornberries? I guess that's how I want to react. Yeah. I, I remember it being fun. Like, I like, because that, I, well, because I, I was a big superpower kid. Like, not superheroes, but just like the subgenre of superheroes where it's like regular people getting powers, but they don't like make a costume. They're just like, we're just kids and we have powers. So, mm-hmm. Eliza Thornberry is like talking to animals that's cool. Um, like that movie Clock Stoppers where the kids have like the watch. Yeah. Um, I never saw it. To this day, I still have not seen it, but that like all of the ads stuck with me so much and like that became a f- such a fantasy. 
Yeah, powers are great. This, this are movie so has great. powers, though. This movie had powers. We got uh, two kids with two powers, and one kid who thinks he has powers. Yeah. Oh, and that's another game throughout the entire movie is that Rob Schneider insists that he's the real uh, king, and they're just humoring the uh, Johnny and his younger brother and uh, the eye patch guy, um, who is Johnny's dad in real life, which is fun. Um, I don't know. That. Yeah, he he's just like. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, also, uh, I also forgot. Uh, so Rob Schneider's character's name is Iggy. Uh, and there's also a part right before the ninjas destroy their entire house where uh, he just like finds a bunch of playboys and is just like reading them on the couch. Yeah, that, that was a, a time in, uh, in, uh, in the world where like, bad kids had playboys and like you you knew bad kids had playboys and you just kind of accepted it and i have i've never laid hands on like a, a playboy or a hustler not because like i'm a prude but i'm just like i guess because i i grew up too much in aligned with the internet so i'm like if i want to see something like i got google at the very least yeah at, at this time if you wanted a playboy you'd have to go to a specialty shop and walk in, pick it up, take it to the register, and buy it. But you can't or find like, it on the street. Or you had to like know somebody who had like a really chill stepdad. Yeah, it, <laughs> only stepdads though. No stepdad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, so like th- at this point in the movie, when the house blows up and the dad gets kidnapped, their stepdad gets kidnapped. Speaking of stepdads, their stepdad uh, gets kidnapped by the ninjas, uh, they learn about their destiny, which is to uh, save uh, their uh, kingdom, that they're yep. actually a, a, a king and uh, prince from this kingdom. They're basically yes. Harry Potters, because like, uh, so now we're gonna throw a real curveball. So the, <laughs> the antagonist of this movie <laughs> is Leslie Nielsen. Um, oh. And this, I don't, I can't, I need to figure out exactly where this was in his career. So this is obviously way after Airplane and like a lot of these other spoof movies. So now he's just like the guy that you just put in stuff. Yeah. Did you Uh, have, uh, was Leslie Nielsen a big part of your childhood? Like discovering comedy? Yeah. So, I mean, I was, I was huge with Airplane and I'm, I, I was an apologist for Airplane to the sequel. Um, I don't remember enough about that movie. Okay, so Airplane 2, the sequel, is basically... Like, it's. I mean, it's the same movie as Airplane, uh, but, like, I think it's... It's, a, it's like, a more slapstick version of Spaceballs, and I think, like, it's just a lot... It's a lot sillier than Spaceballs, which is saying something. Mm-hmm. But, like, the running gag in Airplane 2 that I still think is very funny is to open any of, like, the uh, spacecraft sliding doors... They have to. They have to shush it so it goes, shh, and then the thing opens and goes, shh. and like that's that's very good. Uh, no, and also for those of you who are interested, um, so this came in Leslie Nielsen's career right after Naked Gun two and a half, before Naked Gun thirty three and a third. Oh, so this is like pre Dracula Dead and Loving It, pre Mafia. Yeah, this, this is this is uh, two years before Dracula, uh, three four years before Mr. Magoo and Spy Hard. Okay, yes, yeah, so this this is kind of the point where he 
just let it all run wild. Like I'll I'll do any movie now. I'm very silly. Yeah, and it's like even if none of the writing is good, then like his charisma will save it. Yeah, as like as a kid, I believed that he was a threat, even though he is Leslie Nielsen in a, either a kimono or samurai armor for most of this movie. Uh, I, I I believed it. Like that final battle between him and Johnny is a. Uh, should be very one-sided, but uh, I believed it. Yeah, and his weakness is water because he's a robot also? Well, his, uh, I don't know if you caught this while watching it uh, and being on your phone, but uh, an <laughs> elephant steps on him. Yes, and, uh, I do remember that. So that's a flashback <laughs> where Johnny and his brother are exiled from their kingdom and mm-hmm. Leslie Nielsen gets squashed by, oh, so they have to rebuild him a la $6 million man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, okay. Uh, this is one of two, uh, everything comes in two with this movie, but this is one of two really good uh, Foley effects that I appreciated. <laughs> uh, the elephant stepping on his head. It's a good crunch. Yeah. Um, also, full disclosure, around that point in the movie is when, so we found, you can watch this movie on YouTube if you want, because uh, why would any streaming service have this? Um, but about that point in the movie is when I changed it to 1.25 speed. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm I look I am sorry but like halfway through this movie I was like wow this is like really going and look putting it at 1.25 speed it shaves like maybe six minutes off of the runtime in total and things just kind of happen like it it goes a little bit smoother Uh, this probably ruined a lot of good jokes for you this the timing Um, was thrown off for a lot of good jokes well, no, there the joke. There was a joke that I didn't miss where um, the eye patch guy Zatch, um, they need to like light a fire, and he has cigarettes, and everybody gives him a look, and he goes, "I know, I know, I've been meaning to quit." Mm-hmm. Like that's a solid joke. That's the weird thing. There's a handful of like solid jokes in this, yeah. but then it's just bogged down by like, oh yeah, we're making a movie called Surf Ninjas. Uh, I think that joke is a great example of a. Uh... Like that joke is good, but then Rob Schneider uh, has a little tag at the end of it saying, you should get on the patch. And then uh, looks into the camera because he just told a man with an eye patch, you should be on the patch. And uh, says, look who I'm talking to, uh, to the camera. Classic uh, Rob Schneider. Are you, a, a, were you ever a fan of Rob Schneider? Uh, I can't think of any time, like I held him close to my heart. Uh, He's the you can do it guy, right? Yes, From, uh, he's the you can do it guy. I like the you. I like saying you can do it with my friends. Yeah, I think that um, was good. Because he, it's like him and like Chris Kattan are like SNL cast members from the '90s, where it's like kids like them because they're very like silly. But mm-hmm. then as an adult, you're just like, what are they doing? Like, for example, first of all, my my brother, grandfather, and I we saw the animal in theaters. Mm-hmm. Rob Schneider's The Animal, where we all remember this, where he gets in a horrible accident and they replace some of his like body parts and DNA with animal parts and DNA. So mm-hmm. um, that's the movie. Uh, <laughs> and I also rented Corky Romano from uh, from the video store a few yeah. times. Yeah, and I remember loving that movie, even though to this day still haven't seen like any real mafia or mobster movies. <laughs> but just like I was like, I like this Catan guy. I, I like Catan. I'll I'll step up for Catan. Uh, Sound like my, you're a settler of Catan. I'll set. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, uh, 
I'll play a four-hour game for him. No, I'm I gonna, get the joke. Now I'm going to spend the rest of this afternoon doing a Photoshop of Settlers of Catan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick, quick, uh, quick note. Uh, uh, my when I had my daughter, my friend, uh, his his gift to us, uh, my friend Casey Hogan, he got me a gift, uh, me and my wife, uh, to celebrate the birth of my daughter. It was a cameo from Chris Kattan, uh congratulating us for having uh, our daughter. Uh, That's it's amazing. The best, it's the best gift. Uh, no one else gave us a better gift than that. I don't care how much money you spent. Uh, that was the best gift. Huh? The I didn't get. I don't know if I got my brother anything for the birth of his child. Oops. Get him a cameo from Chris Kattan. Yeah, I think. I think if I gave him a cameo, he'd be confused, <laughs> and then he'd be like, "Wait, how much did you spend on this?" And be like, "You could have gotten me like a gift card." Yeah, that's how it feels sometimes getting a cameo. You know what I did? I I like helped uh like keep his home tidy. Like I watched the animals for for like a few days when they were still in, in the hospital Ross, after the no, baby Ross, was born. You're not you're not under investigation. You don't have to. We, we I know, know you I'm did just, something nice. No, I'm justifying. <laughs> I'm justifying it in my head. Cool. <laughs> we you're did a, it. You're a good brother and good uncle. We get All it. Right. All right. Saving that audio for my ringtone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, also, at some point, and I couldn't figure out exactly when it happened, but Rob Schneider just has like a, a weird shirt for the rest of the movie. The clothing is so good in this movie. Uh, Johnny dresses up for most of it like Luigi from Super Mario. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I've, I'm very jealous of people that can like look and f- act very natural in a pair of uh, overalls because oh that's not that's not me. Have you ever tried it? Have you ever gone out in overalls? No. So the closest I came was when I was in my high school's production of Guys and Dolls. <laughs> there was going to be a dream sequence where um, Nate, my character Nathan, he like is wearing overalls to show that he's like a domesticated good guy instead of a mobster. And they ended up cutting that. And also they were like, the uh, these don't fit you because your body shape is interesting. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I, I got overalls once thing, and I'm going to be an overall guy uh, in high school. I wore them to the movie theater, and I just ran into everyone I knew. And, <laughs> and uh, I'd never again. Uh, never going to try that ever again. Yeah, I can see how it'd be nice because it's like, like you know, if to, like they're 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 it's such a big piece of clothing that like you can just have like underwear underneath, and then you take them off when you get home, and like you're basically naked. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like the uh, rationale. It's nice because it's such a big piece of clothing. I it's just like you have to have such a level of confidence to like pull them off. Like you have to be like. Yeah, I mean, I'm walking around and I'm doing my thing. And also, like, mm-hmm. I have a bunch of enamel pins. And I just, like, yeah. I can't do that. I keep almost buying a jean jacket, but that's as far as I'll go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can show how casual you're feeling if you have, like, one or two straps up. Oh. If, you're, if you're one strap in some overalls, you are you are relaxed. It's, like, I know I, I know that that's also, like, a like a modern, like, gay style thing. But I'm just, like, I cannot pull that off. I'm, I'm like... I'm like a clean button-down shirt kind of guy. <laughs> Want to look nice, just in case I run into people I know. I, I shake hands with the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank um, you for your service. <laughs> uh, so, what else happens in this movie? I can't. <laughs> I don't know where we are. So they go. They go to uh, his kingdom, 
And uh, then uh, Johnny's younger brother, um, Adam, makes the connection that his uh, video game controls his older brother. And I then. Don't know. <laughs> We've been going in order of events anymore. There's no uh, order of events, it's just a series of vignettes. Because uh, also, the surf ninjas, the titular surf ninjas, mm-hmm. don't show up until I marked it an hour and 10 minutes is when we finally see ninjas surfing. What do you what do you mean the titular surf ninjas? They're the char- they're the main characters. The two brothers are the titular surf ninjas. Yeah, but they don't know that they're ninjas for the first half of the movie. They're just like, what's happening? And they keep they are, they are yeah. They keep not believing when people are like, it's your destiny. And he's like, oh blow off or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> they keep surviving attacks from other from evil ninjas wearing camo camo. Uh, yeah, and, get Le- a and Leslie Nielsen is like, I gotta kill them so that I can take over the throne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't want the destiny to be fulfilled. He's trying to kill them before the oldest turns sixteen. Because when the oldest turns sixteen, he's his destiny is he's gonna save the kingdom. Yeah, uh, they, they get a they get a bodyguard who is uh, they find out later is actually their uncle. That's yes, Zach. Zach. Yeah, uh, Zach with the patch. Uh, he d- he does something in a fight scene that uh, I and my friends just repeated to each other um, for years and years when we were kids, where he is fighting ninjas with a skateboard, and he says, "Yeah, yeah, skateboard, yeah." Uh, that we got a lot of a lot of mileage out of that as kids. Uh, I, and I probably did that more than actually rode skateboards. Yeah, uh, that was another thing that I never did as a kid: ride skateboards. <laughs> we had uh, scooters. Um, and I remember, I actually just remembered this. Um, I think my, I had a couple friends that had s- skateboards. And so instead of trying to like skateboard and balance on it, I would <laughs> sit on it and just like uh, go down the driveway a little bit. Yes. Yes. And that's the extent. I was like, cool. Lower center of gravity. I won't maybe, fly yeah. back and hit my head. Maybe that's why I like this movie so much. Cause it, I, I was an indoor kid who I, di- I didn't do a lot of outdoor activities, but mm-hmm. I wanted to. I wanted to be like that. So I think watching this movie let me uh, live that lifestyle a little bit. Yeah. Surfing, skateboards, ninjas. Uh, being in a jungle for ex- like that looks so hot and sweaty. I don't want to be out there, but it's, I would, it's I would also like to just think I could. so suburbsy where it's just like, because I'm trying to think of like, oh yeah, like I went in the woods, but it was just like, just like 10 trees uh, in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. And like I had a tricycle uh, <laughs> that I would ride around the block. And that's about it. For how, for how long? For how long did I do that? Like as a child or like at periods of a time, how long did I, would I be out? So I, I don't want to embarrass you, but like, so you said you can't ride a bike still. Correct. Were you like riding a tricycle? Like, past the oh. time you should have been riding a tricycle no okay so it was just like i had a tricycle and uh my parents i think were like oh we could take the training wheels off and like you could learn to ride a bike and i was like mm. and so then i just never learned and i just like stopped biking altogether. Uh, okay yeah i i'm more of a i i'm more of a walker anyway i walk everywhere yeah same same yeah. Oh my God. And walking in the suburbs, like my, my mom would freak out. She'd be like, you walked a half mile up to the shopping center. <laughs> I'm coming to pick you up. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember the, the walking culture shock that came when I, uh, 
I spent like a weekend at home in the suburbs uh, after living in the city for several years, uh, thinking I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk to the the the, the river, and uh, I walked there, and it was through like grass and uh, paths that weren't really there, and then it got dark, and I just realized I got stuck, and I had to call my sister to come pick me up, and uh, yeah, it, it's a different it's a different lifestyle when you're yeah. in the city, you can just walk anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I like I, it is fun walking in the suburbs because also drivers give you a weird look. Like, what you could be in in a car. Because, like, <laughs> I'll I'll like use crosswalks on like major streets, but like there's a crosswalk there, and people will be like, "Oh my god, this guy's like yeah. moving," and it's like I'm just trying to walk to Wawa to get a coffee. <laughs> I miss I miss I miss the part of the city. I'm in the burbs now. Uh. Speaking of walking, they get to nice. uh, they get to their jungle. Uh, uh, they get to an island that is across uh, from the island they're trying to get to. Just a quick surf's uh, away. Just yeah, just a quick little, <laughs> little foreshadowing. Uh, this is how they get there: is they ride a boat, um, and the boat uh, is the second map scene that made me uh, made me mad because you see them. There's a scene. There's a montage of them sailing. Uh, you know they're from California. And they show uh, like a model of a boat moving across a map, but the boat starts in Europe and then seems to go through the Panama Canal <laughs> and then goes to ta- like Taiwan. Uh, and that's not the path they would take. So I don't know why they bothered showing that. Uh, I don't know if they like, we're flew to Europe or, first and then. Well, maybe it's a meta joke because um, Adam couldn't figure out where anything was on the map. So they're like, maybe. maybe Adam helped make this movie and he can't fucking do it. Idiot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe Adam's the director of this movie. No, the, yeah, close. Uh, but the director is, of course, Neil Israel. What else has he done? Good question. Um, he Not a lot. So he worked on the Police Academy TV show. Okay. Um, he co-wrote Look Who's Talking To. Okay. Uh, oh wait, actually, he he co-wrote the original Police Academy movie. There's a Police Academy movie. Yeah. That wasn't uh, Naked Gun. No. So oh, he, weird. I don't I think he that. worked on Naked Gun. No, Neil Israel unfortunately did not work on the Naked Gun franchise. You're thinking of uh, Leslie Nielsen. Oh yeah. I am gonna confuse. Well, that that's the that's the uh, connection, then. that's how I got uh, Nielsen on this movie. They were like, "Oh, I like movie." That was me trying to do a Leslie Neal. I've never tried to do. It. <laughs> it sounded very Frankenstein. <laughs> well, I mean, save that for Scary Movie Three. Am I right? I don't know. I, okay. Here, I'm throwing <laughs> it out there. I think it's wild that they didn't make a Scary Movie movie that was like a riff on all of the like old monster movies from like the 50s i mean i guess that's what young frankenstein is now that i'm saying it out loud yeah uh, i i i understand why you would want that and why i would want that but um i don't know for a franchise that is just chasing whatever happened the summer before <laughs> uh I, I don't know if that would work well no they could do a scene where it's like the mummy uh is like hiding uh, like in the bathroom to like mm-hmm. uh, scare one of the Wayans brothers. And then sure. the, one of the Wayans brothers is like, 
I'm really uh, like, I need to take a dump. And then they like wipe their butt with the mummy. Or, I mean, thinking back to Scary Movie 2, how uh, the Little Shop of Horrors plant uh, killed one of them, lit him up and smoked him like a blunt. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe they would see like the wrappings of the mummy and rip some of it off and make a little joint out of it. You, do you want it right now? Write the scary movie, uh, Universal Monsters movie right now? Honestly, th- look, this is a quarantine project if I ever heard one. <laughs> we, and we'll we call will, it uh, Old Movie. Scary old movie? Yeah. It's so old, it's scary. Oh, no. It's long and only one thing happens in it. God, I'm There's still a warning at the beginning as too scary. <laughs> I'm glad that I get to uh, just give off some of my knowledge that I have the scary movie franchise. <laughs> so they're uh so they so they're in that boat and then they then they have to recruit all of the ninjas in their kingdom to fight Leslie Nielsen and his army. They're just skipping huge parts. They're in the boat and then they get everyone they need. And then <laughs> Also, you said skipping the important parts. What important parts? They start a revolution. They they get to the other island and they start a revolution. Uh, they they save a bunch of uh, like like prisoners who are being forced to dig ditches. Oh, uh, right. What is this? Do... Hamilton? Yeah, this is this is the inspiration for Hamilton. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda is like, hmm, how can I fit a surf ninja into this rap battle? <laughs> <laughs> they uh. They they ride like each other's bodies down a hill to get to this uh, uh, prisoner area and say right. the little brother finally gets to drive a car which he's been hinting at the whole movie he really wants to drive a car and then he he says the only curse word in the entire movie uh, it's told by a little child where he's like you're driving and he says ain't it bitching and then <laughs> and then they drive away uh, there's a chase scene. They blow up the bad guys with dynamite after throwing just dynamite at them. They're really oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. gotta yeah. light this. Uh, then, uh, yeah, we haven't introduced the, uh, the princess yet. <laughs> yeah, there's so much of this movie we haven't talked about. I, I mentioned her. So her name is Rome, and mm-hmm. he, she gets introduced right when um, Johnny and the gang arrive on the island, and they're like, no. hey. No, 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 they do. Cause it's, it's no. like, they have this whole like welcome home thing. And that's right before the big, wait, no. <gasps> that's in LA. When they wait, go to the restaurant, what? that's <laughs> when they're in LA still, uh, they're still learning this about movie, their destiny. This movie is confusing. <laughs> How am I being beaten by surf ninjas? It's got surf ninjas has got your number. And screenwriter uh, Dan Gordon. He's, he's just, he's going to listen to this and cackle the whole time. Like, ah, all my traps, all yeah. my traps they fall into. Uh, they they meet the princess when they're in LA. They go to a restaurant that sells the, the apparently it sells the best uh, food from their, their native land, which is, I believe, a made up country. I'm not good at geography, so I'm not going to try. Yeah, but, um, I've, been, I've been saying Thailand just because like it was shot uh, like right in Thailand. So I was mm. just kind of a, assuming. Yeah. But uh, we also see a bunch of people leaving the restaurant, like, sick. So this movie can't decide what jokes it wants to tell. Uh, Yeah, because then also when when they leave the restaurant after the big fight, 
Rob Schneider has a little joke where he's like, you still put MSG in, even if they say no, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, this Parts of this movie didn't age well, and a lot of this movie never was well. Uh, it, it's... And I could see that, like, this is this is such a good sleepover movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can picture yeah. that. Like, it had, like, you're chowing down on pizza and Doritos and root beer leader bottles and like everybody's trying to reenact the fights as they're happening yeah and I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell people how they should feel about uh uh people of color and and roles in movies but i think i think the character of johnny is so cool and charming in this movie and i yeah i'm just he has a little I, bit of charm to him i'll get i'll give i'll give him that i i, I think he's just so like he's a template for the type of person I wanted to be as a kid. Like, I, like, like fun, charming, nice to people, uh, a little bit of a scamp, uh, and uh, super good at karate. Like everything I wanted. Um, where are we in the movie? Uh, well, There's a princess. I mean, he's he's yeah, the so princess. he's introduced to his princess, and he uh, he is supposed to marry this woman. And there's a joke like she's covering her face, like oh, she's, oh, she's, you know what they say? If they're covering their face. They must be uh, not attractive, uh, which is not a, not a saying. So I don't know why they're saying that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, and then Johnny uses the classic pickup line, like, "Want to go to the mall sometime?" Great, great. Who who hasn't who hasn't uh, asked the person they like to go to the mall? <laughs> I went on, I went on a date at the mall once. Like when I was a full grown adult, like two years ago, and it was oh, yeah. uh, it was like a it was like a lunch break pizza date. So like mm-hmm. I was working at one part of the mall, he was working at a different part, and afterwards I was like, uh, no. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I but I could see that for like uh, Johnny probably uh is cooler, so he'd be like, yeah, we can look at we can go to the lid store. <laughs> yeah, we can try on hats and not buy anything. Oh, we could read read Hallmark cards ironically. I I am I love the mall. I think the mall's a great first date. I think IKEA's a great first date. Anywhere, anywhere oh. you can walk around and look at stuff and be like, oh look at that. Because because you get a lot of like very um informal opinions about things, which is great. Because mm-hmm. it's like like especially with IKEA, because it's like, oh, like I would like this kind of desk, and then you go, What? That's a stupid <laughs> kind of desk. Yeah. Oh man. Not in my house. Well, I know we're not living together. I know that. I know this isn't going to be a long-term thing. Uh, yeah, IKEA's are great. They're like uh, home museums. Uh, <laughs> I read a I read a horror movie or like a horror book that took place in IKEA, and it was bad. What was the the scary part about it? So it was like it was like if an IKEA was a haunted house, essentially. I, li- I like that. So really interesting concept. It's weird because the book takes place in a universe where Ikea exists and this is like a different, it's basically an Ikea knockoff. Like it's, it's like McDonald's versus Burger King. So their Ikea ripoff store is called Orsk. All right. And so it's like the exact, like it's so confusing because I'm like, wait, so the, the both Ikea and Orsk can thrive in this universe. And it's oh, yeah. it's also like really nasty. Like it gets into like really graphic detail about like like zombies and ghosts that are like enslaved by us by the store, and it's like really nasty. 
Uh, all right, maybe maybe I'm not gonna read this. Maybe okay. But, but uh, not a great first date is the haunted Orsk <laughs> store. <laughs> uh, yeah, my wife and I still go on dates to IKEA. We don't buy anything. We're just going to go and hang out. I like um, it when when pandemic is over. Boyfriend and I definitely go in there. And like you can, uh, we'll we'll get like the little soft serve because it's good. It's like a buck too. Why not? Yeah, little treat for walking three miles inside. You get your steps in. You get to look at stuff. You get to talk. You get a little ice cream. It's a great day. Exactly. Great day. Uh, so where I, are I'm we? In so the- <laughs> I'm so starved for human contact that I'm willing to talk about IKEA. So uh, I, this is great. I haven't talked about IKEA in months. Oh. Uh, so, so the, she's destined to marry the princess. They're they're at uh, they're on the island. Uh, they've saved a bunch of people. Uh, there's a big hurrah. They they say uh, there's a word they start saying. I think it's ponsoon. Um, but I could he not says, tell you. But he says ponsoon dudes, and that that takes over. Uh, everyone really likes saying that now. Um, uh, he and the princess talk, and she says, "I'm not sure. I actually want to uh, get married, uh, but maybe we could date." Which that was a nice that was a nice welcome change. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I like the princess character. I for like she's the only female character in this whole movie, which isn't great. But I like that they give her stuff to do. I like that she's always she's never a damsel in distress. Like she's always kind of doing her own thing, fighting. Yeah, she's um, working side by side with them, which is really nice. Yeah, and yeah, I like that she like takes that initiative. I don't like that until that point where she says, "I just want to date." She's very flirtatious. Uh, at one point, she says something to a bunch of guards to kind of like make them uh, go, oh, oh, and like follow her into the bushes. <laughs> like four guards. Like what did four guards think they were going to like do? And uh, then they like beat them up, uh, you know, because Johnny's there waiting in the bushes. Uh, and he Classic. says like, what did, you know, what did you say to them? She says, I'll tell you on our wedding night. Oh, which, man. Like, four, okay, we're four, 15, even though we both look 23. <laughs> I, yeah. But uh, I think up to like I, I like that she starts doing more stuff after this. But I also think the movie gets drastically less fun when they're doing a revolution. I, I wish they just stayed in L.A. the whole time and yeah, because because it then it it just kind of like falls into just like okay, we're just watching a bunch of fight scenes one after the other, and like I I like a good fight scene, but it's just like they none of them felt different it was just like okay we fought this faceless horde and now another mm-hmm. faceless horde yeah and johnny starts even doing some of the same moves over and over again he does that like triple three kick he does sometimes he goes one two three and then they fall down uh yeah and he's like is- how did i even do that <laughs> oh the first yeah when he when his powers activate uh in the the restaurant and he's fighting all the ninjas there's a moment where his leg starts like stomping like he's thumper from bambi and like he's like he doesn't know what's about to happen and then he just starts kicking everyone that's ah uh, and that's also the same th- scene where his brother is on playing the video game and he summons octopi to throw <laughs> in the like helmets of these generals that are trying to kill his brother yeah the brother's powers are described as he's a seer but he also seems to be able to just make whatever he wants happen through the video game uh it's chaos yeah it the movie yeah there's no rules to this movie yeah, um, uh, do you wanna do you wanna hear a fun review that I found of this movie? 
Yeah, let's not. Yeah, let's let's, let's so take from, a break. We've this from, covered maybe this from, a minute of the movie. Let's take a break. This from Calvin Wilson of the Kansas City Star, who called the film "quote a disgrace even by Hollywood standards." Uh, it was a mess of child lead roles, unfunny cameo roles by Schneider and Nielsen, martial arts action, and lame jokes. The he called the story "quote stale and uninspired" that involved people we don't care about doing things we can't believe. <laughs> Kansas. Kansas doesn't care about the the trials of uh, people in a made up country. Uh, yeah, that that I don't like that. I don't. No. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry I did that to you. Uh, I will say uh, a lot of the other reviews are similar. <laughs> no, I uh, yeah. I mean, this movie was made as a reaction to a bunch of other movies being made, like like Three Ninjas, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I feel like this movie was like a last gasp of the uh, the ninja craze. Yeah, or like the like the trying to do like a genuine ninja thing because then it becomes like playing on tropes. I mean, like any sort of trend, how like Pirates of the Caribbean became like a parody of itself, mm-hmm. and uh, and those are the only examples I can think of. The one, the one thing. Uh, yeah. Well, like we're already, we're probably are gonna get like some like high fantasy like self-aware things soon oh yeah because yeah, oh it's... i mean even the last star wars how they had like that joke of like they fly now they fly now and it's like what that's like a like why are we getting self-referential in a star wars movie ross i hadn't yeah. watched the new star wars yet and they spoiled that they fly <laughs> well they fly now but also, then people pointed out, like, canonically, the things that I'm saying fly, they have been shown to fly in other movies. Also, did you fly? <laughs> I wish. Oh, my God. What? Oh, if BB-8, like, turned into a little, like, helicopter, that would be amazing. That doesn't happen, unfortunately. <sighs> but also, wanna... Nick, that movie came out nearly a year ago. It's on Disney+. Plus. Like, it's not on me anymore. Uh, but also, this is a fun thing I could break out at like social gatherings. We're like, I haven't watched that movie yet. Uh, can we please stop talking about it? And they'll be like, uh, it's fine because Ryan Johnson already ruined it. Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to get into this movie. I don't want to get yeah, I, yeah, I, I, too, yeah, many yeah, thought, yeah. too many thoughts. I like um, Last Jedi. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so they fight. Uh, Leslie Nielsen uh, and Johnny have like the big. Uh, last fight and by big last fight i mean a three minute like slapping each other mm-hmm. and then it gets pushed into water and breaks yeah fulfilling the uh the foreshadowing that uh, he can't get wet uh which is hard because he lives on an island and we see his secret base and it seems to be mostly puddles uh so i don't know <laughs> he also know keeps he... falling down and getting hit by stuff so it's like okay this guy maybe shouldn't be the one on the ground <laughs> Yeah, I I like the gag in his uh his secret base where uh his like he keeps his phone like up on the highest point and when it rings he has to run to it real quick and yeah. the answering machine uh always says don't hang up and people are always hanging up on him. I uh, we also see him uh I ju- it's just so weird that this is Leslie Nielsen. Like I don't know why but the person that popped in my head that I think would have been an equally fun choice is if they got Louis Anderson. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna fight you now. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, Nielsen has the gravitas. Man. I think. I think I Nielsen guess. has more. 
like it's fun seeing him like scream and like he's scary when he's mad he's scary in this movie and then when his uh, robot arm freaks out and grabs his own balls uh he's funny he's funny in this movie uh it can be lots of different things yeah i think it's just like i think this movie also kind of marks as we were saying earlier like when nielsen just starts to just do like whatever he's like i mean people still want me to do things it's an easy paycheck for me i'll do it and i don't blame him for it but just like that's a shame and also the i forgot that the cover of this movie uh because i know that i've seen this just like scrolling past or like going around blockbuster and stuff but just like that it's uh our three heroes including rob schneider on a surfboard and then leslie nielsen is drowning in the ocean (laughs) Uh, which is that's how he dies i'm pretty sure he falls in his in the shallowest water of all time yeah uh yeah so then like the day is saved uh none of our heroes die it looks like pat it looks like a zatch is gonna die at one point but uh then he doesn't yeah he gets shot and then he says what if i didn't die he's like hey it works uh which i guess now everyone can do that um this is a world where people don't die um and then uh there's a nice little ceremony uh Everything, all, every, all the foreshadowed things come together. Like uh, he meets the the guy he sings Barbara Ann to again, um, who apparently loved it. He loved hearing Barbara Ann uh, at a school. Why did this holy man go to a school in LA? I don't know. But yeah, then, uh, a seemingly like small movie in LA, or yeah. a small uh, a small school. Oh, you think they got an actual holy man to be in this movie? Like. <laughs> Oh, he was an actor. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. I get it. Uh, yeah, and uh, he, um, uh, Johnny uh, is told to give a speech, and he does his line again, I got nothing. And then um, he decides to... Uh, He's like, I gotta uh, go take my SATs or whatever. Yeah, I gotta go take my SATs, so I'm dissolving the monarchy. Uh, you all figure it out. Like, this is how, like, this thing always works great in our real life. Uh uh, people figure it out, build your own uh, government without me. Without, and that uh, reminds me of a song. <laughs> yeah, they sing Barbara Ann again. And the credits roll. It's great. Yeah. Uh, and that's the movie. <laughs> it's really good. Debatable. Uh, <sighs> you gotta watch it again on like regular speed. 1.0 speed. I think I need to watch it on speed. For <laughs> that, for that. Yeah. Boom, I got, that was a great job. <laughs> That's like a that's like a joke from like I don't know like How I Met Your Mother or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, poor Ted. Um, <laughs> do you have any uh, Do you have any final thoughts, Nick? Before we uh, go into rating this, I yeah I I was worried when I when I suggested this movie I was worried watching it again what it would be like because I hadn't watched it in a very long time I just have very fond memories of it, um, and I think it's still like it's still a serviceable movie. It, it goes, you're never bored. You might be confused, but you're never bored. Um, it, a couple jokes made me laugh out loud. Uh, it was made in a, like, it's a, it's a time capsule of a movie. You can like feel all my childhood in this movie. Uh, and yeah, it got like, it still kind of had that effect on me as a kid where like I got a little hyper. I felt like I ate a bunch of sugar and I wasn't going to go to sleep. Um, it didn't yeah. last because I fell asleep halfway through it, but um, <laughs> there was a period where I was like very amped up by this movie. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's definitely a time capsule movie. Like, but boy, like if I if I was a, a parent in the '90s and my kid wanted to see, I'd go see it with them. But like, I, it would be a slog. <laughs> Aw, it's it's. An I'd be hour like, I'm a getting a candy just for me. Oh, I know. <laughs> that's that's a short movie. That's a nice breezy hour and a half movie. You get a bunch of karate. You get some jokes. You get Johnny being charming. Johnny's very charming. He's I I'm gonna I put my foot down. I like Johnny. Well, he, he's he's a nudnik, but like he he he's yeah he's got charm. He's good at weaving tall tales to get out of doing anything. Yeah. Oh, what was the joke at the beginning? Uh, where um, they're talking about uh Spain again, where they said uh, how was school? Oh, they made me try to find Spain. Oh, they tried to do that to me too. It could be anywhere. Like that joke, man. <laughs> I love that joke. Ah, uh, it's also if, but like, like they're they're cute and funny. But like, if I was their parent, I like I felt for the stepdad. Where it's like, guys, can you just like go to school, <laughs> please? <laughs> go to school. I'm I'm working at a, a burger shop all by myself, just trying to pay the bills. Uh, oh yeah, and we are uh, they- run from an evil dictator, like. Oh yeah! After the restaurant like explodes and stuff, um, two stoners are like waiting, and they're like, "Ah, it seems like a long wait, but they got good milkshakes." You did not watch this movie. I, this... I did. That happened. Because... That's after the ninjas attack the restaurant. Now when the, now when it blows up. Sorry, that's what I meant. So much stuff happens. Uh, but yeah, now that's the part of the show where I rate it. Uh, you can be as specific as you want on a scale of zero to five. Uh, Nick, let's start with you. What are what would you like to rate Surf Ninjas today? I th- I think objectively it's probably it's probably a three, like maybe a two point eight. I, I I think it's serviceable. I think most of the joy I get out of it comes from my own experiences and my own memories of it. But I don't think it's bad. Uh, so I think it's very bad. Uh, oh no! I, it's just like. Sure, this isn't my type. This is this would never have been my type of movie um, to begin with. But also, just watching it, I like I was really trying to latch onto things, but it's just like my brain kept telling me, like, stop it, uh, <laughs> don't. And it, it, I, I listened to my brain and my heart. Uh, so I'm giving it a score of one point zero four. Because look, oh. giving a, giving a couple, giving a little bit of credit to. Uh, Leslie Nielsen for trying uh, to Johnny for being charismatic and and like he's good at karate stuff, ninja stuff, and uh, Tone Lock or Tone Loke I think is actually how you pronounce his name because uh, he was good in this as well. Um, but crunching the numbers, uh, we are giving uh, Surf Ninjas a collective score of one point nine two, which puts it in our rankings right above the Netflix uh, adaptation of Richie Rich. And right below the Andy Kaufman, Bernadette Peters uh, robot movie, Heartbeats. Which, uh, woof. Ah, uh, this is... Uh, I'm very sorry. This feels like a waste of my time, Ross. Wow. <laughs> but hey, if, if you want to hear about uh, a movie that we did like, I, your wife was uh, on one of our earliest episodes, like back in episode 30-something, I think, and we talked about Hunchback of Notre Dame. So... Uh, not all is lost uh, in the Elber Meehan household. 
You like the movie about church more than you like the movie about surfing? Well, I mean, call call me Hozier because <laughs> you know uh, if 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 Surf Ninjas was a full on musical and it it got that level of insane camp, I would mm-hmm. be all over this movie because I'd be like my my jaw is wide open. Oh, I'm sorry. Did two musical numbers not was that not enough for you? Um, I would say one number and one reprise. Yeah, two. That's a difference. I wouldn't call a reprise a whole if okay if different if, people are singing it. So if I when I was in high school theater, if my only solo was in a reprise of a song, I'd be pissed. But if it was like, you know, if I had a song and then I got to reprise it, then it's a different thing. But I wouldn't call that two songs. I'd call that maybe one and a half. Mm. When I was in high school theater stage crew, uh, they were two songs, and uh, they all counted. And uh, I had to change the set for them, no matter what. Well, that's barely a musical if it has two songs. Well, no, 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 no. But if the song comes back, it counts as two. Okay, sure. We did a we did a very uh, short version of of South Pacific. Two songs in and out. Just blow, Gabriel, blow, and you're out of there. And you got you have to be carefully taught. There we go. Those that those are my two poles of South Pacific. Mm-hmm. But uh, Nick, Nick, thank you so much for uh, coming on and uh, introducing me to this movie of a movie. <laughs> Um, is there anything you would like to plug or promote at this time? Uh, sure. Yeah. So I'm on, uh, the short form improv team here in Philadelphia called, uh, the end crowd. Uh, it's the longest running independent comedy show in Philadelphia. Uh, we are doing zoom shows every two or not. uh, We're doing shows every two weeks on Twitch. Uh, so look us up on Twitch. Uh, end crowd Philly is our name there. Uh, and you can watch for free. It's a lot of fun. I'm also directing a new, a long form show called Smoke Break. We just had our first show this week. Uh, it was great. We'll continue mm-hmm. doing shows that are great. Uh, follow us on Facebook and uh, you'll learn about our next show when, uh, when we have it scheduled and up. Uh, yeah, that's what I got going on. Fantastic. And uh, I don't think I have anything. So keep, keep doing stuff, everybody. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, all for today. We will hear you in a fortnight. Wear a fucking mask and go, go gadget and show.